Fralinoni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 409, June 24th, 2020. It was uh, 101 degrees was the high on this day in 1988 when the kids would have been swimming at a beach free of weeds, courtesy of Aquaside. And the low on this day was 1972 when it was 44 degrees. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I said yesterday I would quit researching statues and monuments. How'd that prediction go? It's not going to work out well for me because I'm, I'm going to continue to do it because what I think it's demonstrating is that the statues and monuments getting looted and destroyed by, uh, are, it's being done by people who have nothing to do with anything except a, a horrific criminal cleansing of this country. They're, they're, they're haters and they don't know what they're taking down. And because they don't know what they're taking down, it seems to demonstrate that they're just arbitrarily looting. And it, again, I keep asking this: if we're not, if we're choosing not to arrest and prosecute these people, are, are the people that are in charge suggesting that well, we're just trying to calm the waters? No, you're, you're allowing this crap to continue to happen. Well, wait till you hear what they tore down in Madison last night. The violence started Tuesday after Madison police arrested a protester who came to a restaurant across the street from the Capitol with a baseball bat on his shoulder. Video released by Madison Police shows the man, Devon Devonor Johnson, talking through a megaphone while walking around the restaurant's outdoor patio. He walked inside and paces through the restaurant with the bat on his shoulder, saying he's disturbing the restaurant and talking about God and the police before walking out. On another video released by police, as many as five officers can be seen taking Johnson to the sidewalk and carrying him to a police car after he resisted arrest. Police said the man then briefly escaped from the squad car before being tackled. This character, Johnson, was charged, my words, Johnson was charged in 2015 with being a passenger in a stolen car, resisting an officer in theft, according to online court records. He pleaded guilty to being a passenger and was sentenced to probation. The following year, he was charged with being a party to armed robbery and left under and theft. Under a plea deal, he was sentenced to probation after pleading guilty to the theft. So the crowd began chanting for this guy's release from the car. They, what they began protesting, what they began protesting, was his arrest. A career criminal, they began protesting his arrest. Then they uh, started th- uh, breaking glass, uh, breaking glass, smashing windows and lights at the Capitol. Uh, police and riot gear worked to clear a crowd of about 100 people. One of the statues toppled, decapitated, and dragged into a lake about a half mile away, probably Monona, Monona uh, was of Civil War Colonel Hans Christian Haig. He was an anti-slavery activist and leader of an anti-slave catcher militia in Wisconsin who fought for the Union and died from injuries suffered during the Battle of Chickamauga. 
The base of the Hague statue was defaced with graffiti uh, that read Fire Matt Kenny, a reference to a, a Minneapolis police officer who shot and killed 19-year-old Tony Robinson, a black man, in 2015. Kenny said Robinson had attacked him and he feared he would take his gun. Dane County District Attorney Ismael Ozan, who was black, cleared Kenny of any criminal wrongdoing, and he remains a copper. Okay, now we go down to the other statue taken down, represent represents Wisconsin's motto of forward. The statue had been vandalized in past protests with paint thrown on it and graffiti spray-painted on it uh, and around it. Forward was first installed 125 years ago, but replaced with a bronze replica in 1998. It sat prominently outside the Capitol, facing the University of Wisconsin campus and the street lined with bars, restaurants, and small businesses. So I looked up Forward. In 1895, sculptress Jean Pond Minor received an unusual honor for a woman of her day. Her seven-foot-tall allegorical statue, Forward, was given prominent position at the Wisconsin State Capitol. Minor completed her statue in 1893 at the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago, fulfilling a commission to create art representative of her native state. Forward is an allegory of devotion and progress. Qualities Minor felt Wisconsin embodied. She was born in Menasha, Wisconsin, grew up in Madison. She created Forward after the fire in her studio went out one night, and she and the cold temperature completely destroyed another statue she was just about to cast. Uh, and then it goes on to tell me that uh, uh, she uh, for, uh, Forward was first placed. Well, I'll, I'll just stop. I'll just stop. These, these mobs are tearing down art. They're tearing down beauty. They're tearing so, down pieces of work that have nothing to do with anything expressing, in this case, uh, devotion to achievement. Carry if on. You, if I heard you correctly, the opposite, actually, right? Uh, an anti-slave guy? Apparently, there were groups of people who were trying to capture slaves, and this guy, was he, he routed them out. <laughs> and he wow. got a statue for it because he pulled off a ballsy move. Yep. Nope, that's got to come down. Oh, my wow. word. Oh, oh, I'm, reading about, I'm reading about Forward from the Wisconsin Historical Society. Uh, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Jeez, how do you not... Oh, that's so sad and stupid and ignorant. Forward represents a female figure standing upon the prow of a boat, the figurehead of which is Old Abe. The boat is surging through the water, and the figure, poised gracefully but firmly upon the prow, stretches forth the right hand while the left clasps the American flag to its bosom. Yeah, I can picture it. We're destroying, we're destroying... We're destroying our art. We're just, we are destroying our history. These Marxists are destroying history. It has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with police brutality. Nothing. And, if, now, and it's never going to stop. You just well, people, called them Marxists. I did. That's the first time I've heard you say that. And well, I, what else are that, they? And that's a, I think that's a home run. I, I think you're absolutely correct. Now, people often say to us, uh, GLers will email us and, or, or uh, ask me, Okay, this is happening. What are we supposed to do about it? Well, mm-hmm. the, the, the only one answer I came up with is before the bleep hits the fan at our own state capitol, which is inevitable, Walls better reassure the people of this state that he is mindful 
of the destruction of public property and will not allow it to happen. He's got to be assembling state troopers right now. They should be coming up with a plan, and he should announce to the citizens of Minnesota, you know, executive order number 13,382, no public property at the, on the grounds of the state capitol will be destroyed on my watch. I want to hear that from him. Do you think we will? Well, of course not. Wouldn't a public pronouncement lead to that happening? Wouldn't he be better off not saying a thing and following through on those exact plans so when oh. they do come back, they're ready for him? Yeah, but I don't trust him. Uh, he said there'd be consequences for the removal of the Columbus statue. There's gonna, There's been no consequences, and there won't be. But if he comes out with your statement... Uh, you're right. I'll, I'll, but I, I need some reassurance. I need some reassurance that, that that's being done. And I don't trust him. And, he, and here's the problem. It's just like when your kids misbehave. If you don't do anything, guess what's going to happen? They're not only going to keep doing it, they're going to keep pushing the line further. Farther? Further. Further is in addition to. Farther right. is time. So farther, just, farther is distance. Got it. They're just going to keep moving the line, moving the goalposts to see what else they can get away with. That's exactly what's going on here. Well, <laughs> he's right. Short of announcing it in public, because you're right, that would embolden these morons, uh, the best we can hope for is that in private, Walls is preparing for this. And if he doesn't, recall this guy. This guy's an embarrassment. He lets the city of Minneapolis burn in conjunction with the snowflake fry. And now you let the Columbus statue go, even though there were people there who could have prevented that. He has got to take action to prevent the artwork and the statues on the grounds of the uh, state capitol. He's got to. I think the movement to recall walls, and I'll Google it right now, has already begun. I think you're right. I've seen a billboard on 94 uh, up to the country uh, saying just that. Yep. Well, he won't it's be, the of first, course. But I, I can can't even get recall in, and the first thing that comes up is recall waltz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've got their own website, recallwaltz.org. But it's just a uh, no single member of the mob that pulled down the statue of Hag, the Civil War colonel, uh, or the forward statue. Not a single one of them knew what those statues represented. Nope. And even if they had, I am now convinced that's not in their thinking. They don't care. What they're up, what they're up to is the destruction of this country. Crowds in Atlanta are demanding the release from jail of the arsonist who burned down Wendy's on the night uh, Brooks was killed. They're demanding that she be out of jail. The... Uh, the mob in Wisconsin last night started the protest because they were demanding that this uh, character who was threatening the restaurant with his baseball bat and his megaphone be released, that he shouldn't have been arrested. If that isn't the dismantling of the country, I don't know what is. Yeah. And, and again, people say, well, okay, you're talking about it. What are you going to do about it? Well, I personally can't protect the statues, and the artwork at the state capitol. But the governor sure as hell can, and he had better be planning for it. I'll even argue that you are doing more than what the governor's doing because you're making others aware of it. He's doing nothing. 
Well, we got to be hoping that he is, because that's my only answer for the people who are going to say, what are we going to do about it? Well, we need a political figure who's going to take a tough stand and stand up for this country and stand up for these monuments and memorials. And if you find one that's disagreeable or has got historical problems, there's a proper channel to go through. Not showing up with your ropes and lassoes and yanking them down. The statue of Forward is face down in the street. It, it was nothing but an innocent, beautiful piece of work. Hag statue was beheaded, thrown into the lake. These statues had nothing to do with oppression. These statues had nothing to do with anything except heroism, achievement, clarity, a state motto, which was as offensive as the word forward. They better put a nighttime guard on those uh, the horsemen on the roof of the Capitol. And, and Walls better get his act together in private to be ready to spring into action if this crap hits the fan at the state Capitol. That's my the only bu- answer for what we can do. The building is a fortress. They won't get to the, uh, the gold horses. Uh, the effort to recall Waltz was uh, dismissed by the Minnesota Supreme Court on Monday. I would imagine it would have been, sure. It's all based on the COVID rules, the, mm-hmm. the recall effort was. Yeah. Uh, just a minute, I'm trying to find something here. While you look for that, I'll quote this. Uh, Chief Just- Justice Lori Gilda wrote an 11-page order that the state's recall threshold for elective officials is necessarily high and the bid to remove the DFL governor didn't meet it. And uh, the article goes on to explain that. Well, I love our uh, I love our listeners for the way they patronize our our sponsors. What do you got oh, now? It's so, it's so amazing. It, it's truly amazing. This is from Tom. This is from Tom Kazmierski. Uh, Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. About three weeks ago, my CP and I left Brainerd for a trip to Forest Lake and EcoSports to purchase two Bintelli e-bikes while wearing my new Chill Boys underwear, (laughs) and I must say the most comfortable underwear ever. Anyway, after getting the two bikes, we went to Grunhofer's and picked up a variety of brats. They were out of meatloaf. We both felt it was a great trip, and we've been getting more exercise than having the bikes we've owned for years. Thanks, Mayor, for introducing the many listeners to great products. That's incredible. He shows up in his Chill Boys and buys two Bintelli e-bikes then runs down to the grund and loads up. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what, what? And now I'm trying to decide which which one to timestamp. Which damn ad are you doing? EcoFun Motorsports. (laughs) (laughs) You can choose from three. EcoFun, can I do three in one? No. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake where you can get those Bintelli e-bikes and the great scooters. They get 75 miles to the gallon or more. They turn every errand into an adventure. They're great for around town drivers. Driving a full a full line of uh, kids recreation stuff and Yamaha motorcycles and helmets and apparel and a great service department because Tim sends a rig through uh, town every day and if you need service he picks up what you need service on takes it back to Forest Lake it goes into the shop and it comes back to you for a nominal fee right now GLers are still getting preseason sales prices on all Gene uh, Bentelli e-bikes in stock. Uh, biking is taking off. It's crazy. They're going to become hard to find. Get to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. 
This is Patrick James Stephen Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, we all hope, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500, and the Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of them. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. The experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. St. Paul Public Schools no longer will pay the city of St. Paul to post police officers in seven of its high schools, even though we learned from our friend that uh, 96% of students surveyed want the cops at the schools. Yep. And we learned that the board voted 5-1 to one on Tuesday to stop contract negotiations with the city. <coughs> Excuse me. Perfect health. Perfect health. Board member Sean... Till Allen said the move was a long time coming. Our focus needs to be on student achievement, she said. And in order for all of our students to achieve, they need to be free from trauma. So what? that's tantamount to admitting that the kids are being taught to be traumatized by police, that the mere presence of a police officer is causing trauma, according to this Mysterian. Man, we're just going backwards. We really are. Well, it's just such precious, precious uh, virtue signaling. It's it just we're 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 aligning ourselves with the mob. The kids want the cops there, but just think of it this way: fifty years ago, I'm picking that year arbitrarily. What's well, fifty years ago? Nineteen seventy. Fifty years ago, uh, the thought of a cop in school would have been unthinkable. The first year my high school had a cop in it, I was a junior in high school. So that was what? 1995. All right, again, I'm, I'm creating a hypothetical, but I, I'm, I'm leading us somewhere. The thought of having police at each high school in St. Paul 50 years ago would have been unthinkable. It never would have been talked about. So in 50 years, we've gone from not only having to have the cops in the school, but why? Because of behavior. Because the failed academy and failed families have resulted in a student population that can't be expected to behave. Mm -hmm. It just can't be expected to behave. And you know what? While you were saying that, Joe, we all know a guy who will go nameless that has a daughter that works in a St. Paul school. Mm -hmm. Now, how are teachers going to feel? Threatened. Exactly. How many teachers are going to walk out as a result of this? And, and you cannot... I, okay, people will ask me, what do we do about this? Uh, I don't know. Move I don't your know kids how to, out of St. Paul. 
<laughs> it would be interesting to know if any of the school board members have children, and if so, if they go to private schools. Yeah, that's a good point. John Broderick was the only guy who voted no. The rest of them voted yes. Wow. Board member Zuki Ellis said she personally likes the seven officers, but what I fundamentally believe has not changed, that police officers don't belong in schools. Well, lady, if in fact Zuki is a lady, Zuki is a lady. I don't, I don't know. They, they're in the schools because the schools have failed miserably in partnership with families. Mm-hmm. And and you you are you have dangerous situations in the schools. We've seen the videos of teachers and principals getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And how far into the school year are we going to get with you know so many incidents? If they're allowed back, I guess in the fall to begin with. But how far are we going to get into the school year until the school board changes course and says, you know what, we need to bring cops back in the schools because we're having too much trouble? This uh, Sean, Sean Till, C-H-A-U-N-T-Y-L-L, Sean Till Allen, uh, to my way of thinking, she is aiding and abetting the idea that uh, children should not respect authority. To the point where she, uh, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's taking her out of context to think that uh, she believes that the presence of a police officer would constitute trauma uh, for for the life for the for a child, presumably a child of color. I don't know. Maybe she means all children, but isn't that the same as saying children, you shouldn't respect the police? If you fear them that much, there must be a reason you fear them, and you fear them, you don't have to obey them. Yeah. Madison, Wisconsin, release that guy you just arrested. Atlanta, release that arsonist you have in jail. Chantil Allen, don't don't have officers in schools. That's that's traumatizing. And you wonder why these kids don't respect authority? They're receiving tacit permission from the very people who govern their schools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the answer to that is. I've paid for public schools all my life, but all my kids went to private schools. Not out of any great ideological, well, yeah, it was. It was. It, it's, it was born of the ideological belief that they would just, they would just get a better, more disciplined education, and they did. So, but they're white kids, so they're terribly privileged. Oh, very privileged. Yeah. yeah. But that's just a shame. Uh, Chief Axtell said uh, he's disappointed. SROs are selected based on officers who possess the guardian mentality. They are mentors and friends of students and teachers alike. They also provide safety and security for some of our most vulnerable populations. Even though our officers will not be present in our schools, we will do everything possible to support and protect our students and teachers, meaning that when they get the 911 call, a squad will have to be dispatched to a specific school. And that's going to happen the first week in school. Yep. That's going to happen the very first week. Oh, hell, day one, Joe. Maybe day one. But, you know, the the other problem, too, that I don't know if they've taken under consideration, remember the story of the the kid, it was in St. Paul, who didn't even go to school there, was being apprehended by an officer and screaming bloody murder. I even, remember it. I remember it distinctly. And and he didn't even go to school there. 
No, and the, he was trying the, to break into the school. He was he had succeeded in doing that, and then he was on his way out. He put on that great theatrical display of 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 wounding, right? Yes. Remember he was and it was all BS and the school resource officer could not have handled that kid more calmly. In fact, he was like, "Come on, just just get Are up." You kidding here. me here? What, are you looking for an Oscar here? What right. What's you know, the the officer a rookie turns out rookie knew that guy and uh knew the resource officer and again, oh, uh, our, oh Matthew knew him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm going to guess that those types of incidents where, you know, the outside kids that know that there aren't any resource officers in the school, how much of that is going to increase? Mm-hmm. And there is no reason for doing this except to appear woke. Oh, yeah. Which is destroying society. We're so Wokeness. woke. Wokeness We're is destroying so woke. us. So woke. There's no reason, not one reason in heaven for this. As Axtell said, you know, Derek Chauvin was never going to be a school resource officer. <laughs> they they picked the people for this job who are who are the best suited for it. Mm-hmm. Now you might say, well, that should be all cops, and of course it should be. But they 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 don't they 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 send people into schools who are going to be patient and and calming and uh, and these fools are there's no reason why they're they're ending their arrangement and i'd love to think well maybe the positive is that saves the taxpayers of st paul 700 grand but it won't cuz they'll use the 700 grand on something else in fact does the story address that yeah speaking of that what are they going to do sidewalk art probably more sidewalk art just lock the doors and hope for the best yeah good and I have some may worry some may worry that we need SROs to help prevent random acts of violence in schools. St. Paul College philosophy instructor Jason Swartwood wrote, but this ignores the other options we have for proactively addressing and preventing violence, adequate mental health uh, support, community and social services, etc. So there goes your 700 grand. They do not have such a damaging and disproportionate effect on students who are poor, black, indigenous, or persons of color. The Student Engagement and Advancement Board, a group of students appointed to advise the school board, recently recently renewed its call for the program's end and held a rally Monday calling for the officer's removal. However, a state survey last year asked 369 St. Paul High School juniors whether it was a good idea to have a police officer in their school. 96% said yes. <clears throat> Principals from the seven high schools also support the program. So this is the board. This is the board demonstrating its wokeness and how many members of that board actually set foot inside one of those schools yeah wow well there again there again uh just as we need glers to run for city council positions and the mayors and governors we need glers to run for the school board and they're they're not or they're few and far few and far between running for the school board will the lack of a uh, officer there inspire would-be shooters oh god don't oh you're right uh, i told you i had a dark thought oh well, well I, I know the doors are locked already but you know there's periods when they're open and how many of those videos have we seen where the resource officer is the one that at least calmed the kid down or, or prevented just complete down, chaos stops it yeah Oh, dear God, you're right. I don't know. I was just overthinking it. No, but 
it is a dark thought. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's my world. I know, but but you're not wrong. <laughs> That's the trouble. You're not wrong, Kenny. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. You What's know the, the the Joe in Woodbury who's going to move his family out of the state. Yeah, I was just yeah. emailing with him. Yes. Well, his kid emailed me. Oh. Yeah. The, the seven-year-old. Seven oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So the seven-year-old knows how to operate email better than the mayor. Oh hell yes. <laughs> uh, is he oh, calling he asked you his, on the he carpet? His, he 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 dictated it to his dad. Okay. Oh okay. okay. Right. Hi, mayor. This is the seven-year-old. We don't use my name since I'm only seven. I'm actually seven and a half, but I don't want to trouble you with math. Thank you for reading my. T- <laughs> Thank you for reading my dad's emails when he sends them in. I like hearing you read them. Since you were only a fake mayor, I think you should try to become a real governor. I miss the zoo, and I think you would find a way to open it. After all, zoos are a real GL thing since they help us learn about nature. Hey, seven-year-old, I don't like zoos. Also, I think John Height could help you as governor because he is a Packer fan, so he is really a lot smarter than most of the people in Minnesota already. I was really, I was really sad when we went to the North Shore last week. We stayed at our favorite hotel, which is made out of old train cars. It is right by Betty's Pies. I think he would like it. The owners are nice, but we were the only ones there, so I'm worried that it will not be there next year. I will have my dad include the link to their site so you can visit if you want. I think it's a real GL place to go. What could be better than sleeping in a boxcar turned into a hotel room? Anyway, I asked my dad, CP, that would be my mom, if I can include a picture of me and the six-year-old. He's my brother. She said, only if you promise not to share it. I told her you probably didn't know how to tweet anyway. So here is a picture of me and my brother playing with our Lionel train. I think trains are GL. I hope things get better soon so we, li- so we can listen at the table again. We don't want to damage my fragile and precious brain with depressing stuff now, do we? Maybe you can put some effort into Positive Thursday this week. Boy, this kid's ripping me. By the way, Joe, I could type this myself, but my dad has to go to work, so I let him type it for me. Also, you called my dad my old man yesterday, and I thought that was really funny. If you think my dad is old, then he must really be old. I'm going to call him the old man from now on. Oh. Well, I, I shouldn't have said that. Hey, seven-year-old, you might want to rethink that. Uh, one more thing. Please tell Gruns that we might be coming with a freezer truck to stock up on meatloaf oh. and hot dogs before we move. My old man said they don't have a Gruns where we are going. This weekend, he ate all the leftover meatloaf while we were in bed. I'm not happy about that. I hope you have a good day, that you and your family are safe. Say, say hi to everyone for me, and tell John, go pack, go. The seven-year-old, and there he is, picture of he and his, he and his brother. <laughs> nice. Uh, here's an aside to his Packer comment above. A few years ago, we were, this is from Dad again, Joe. A few years ago, we were at Kennedy Space Center. The kid loves rockets. He was on my shoulders, and an astronaut walked by with his uniform on. He was on his way to give a presentation. I pointed him out to the kid, I think he was four at the time, and said, look, a real astronaut. The kid says in a voice that the astronaut could clearly hear, no way that guy is smart enough to be an astronaut. He's wearing a Vikings hat, and his little hand reached down for the high five. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) God almighty. (laughs) Well, they're talking about Grunhoffers where people are loading up. It's just incredible. I've got emails. I've got testimonials. That's Grunhoffers old-fashioned meat. Uh, in uh, Hugo, downtown Hugo on Highway 61, because GL owns Highway 61. How soon is it too early to start loading up for the 4th of July weekend? I'm never thinking too, today. I think Never can, too early. Yeah. Get an ice chest up there, load up on the brats, the burgers, the steaks. 
Oh, the pictures of the steaks that get sent to us. Get the prime seasoning, uh, the prime rib seasoning. Uh, that goes on the steaks when they're on the grill. Uh, Spencer is approved of using a smoker to cook the meatloaf. Uh, they're working like uh, they're working like Santa's little helpers up there, trying to ground out as much meatloaf as possible because they fear another arrival by Reavers. And uh, I want you all to enjoy it before he gets there. Uh, GLers have made this their special meat emporium and all for good reason. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right at the right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Say, uh, the uh, COVID news uh, keeps uh, flaring up and uh, sp- cases of uh, spiking in Texas and Florida. And, and I was noting that... Uh, in fact, uh, Florida. This is just breaking. Florida is now has now broke a new daily record for cases with over fifty five hundred. Whoa! Lincoln County, Oregon, requires most residents to wear face coverings in public settings, indoors or outdoors. Sure, but people of color are exempt. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't this affecting? African Americans more than Caucasians. Black people are disproportionately getting this illness more than any other any other uh, well, segment of society. Saying "Don't bother," isn't that in itself? Boy, it's an I hate it's an you. over it's an overwhelmingly white county. It will require it will not require non-white residents to wear them if they fear harassment. Uh, the county is one of the first counties in the U.S. to exempt people of color. From wearing masks to prevent racial profiling. How would that racially profile you? I mean, if, if everybody's they, wearing a mask, what's the deal? What if they fear the disease? Yeah, Is it I, okay? Is it okay for a black person in Lincoln County, Oregon to wear a mask? Or will yeah. they get ticketed? Yeah. What Lincoln County what? has 50,000 residents. It's almost 90% white and less than 1% black, according to census data. Uh, but it's also home to the Silence Reservation and a growing population of Latino residents. I, 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 they're all being woke, aren't they? They're just trying to be woke. Uh, masks are a reasonable uh, preventive uh, measure that people can take in crowds. I believe that in crowds. I'm not going to wear one when I go for a walk, for Pete's sake. But here they're here they're saying, you know, they know the data. They know the data from the CDC that black people are getting hit by this damn illness. And here they're telling them, uh, you uh, you guys, never mind. You don't have to wear a mask. Wow. It's like you know, it's like telling the kids the police will traumatize you. But who's now the, they're saying a mass will traumatize well, you. I love to I love to imagine the person. So I got an idea. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. You know what the problem is? What's they the problem, bro? They don't have any ideas. That's the problem. They don't. And speaking of uh, speaking uh, of Joe, oddities, it, it, it's the equivalent of saying, uh, "Why don't you all just go play in traffic?" Mm-hmm. I mean, what an insult! Mm-hmm. Wow. Say it turns out the uh, Bubba Wallace kerfuffle uh, was much about nothing. Uh, Bubba continues to insist that a noose was in his garage, but A, it's the, uh, the pull-down rope for the garage door. It's been there since 19, about 2019, and that was long before anyone could have possibly known that, that uh, Bubba would have been assigned that garage for a particular yeah. event. And uh, I did see pictures of it. Somebody fashioned it into a noose-like thing, but it's clearly to pull down the garage door. Looks so, like a loop to me. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, I'm glad. I'm glad that was. I'm glad the FBI has found no reason 
uh, to continue investigating this. They said, we have no crime here. We have no crime here. Yeah, now, the three of us were discussing this off the air before the show started, and I, I guess I never did see a photo of it. Joe, where did you find it? Daily Mail, of oh, course. Okay, yeah. But it was after the it was after the fact. You didn't see it two days ago when it first broke. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, no, none of us did, and yeah. none of us knew that it was the pull down rope. You know, and, and like you said, we've all seen those forever and ever and ever. And there are two reasons I can come up with. One is you put a loop on it. Uh, because it's too long and it gets in your way in your head, or, or or B, you put a loop on it so when the door is down, you can hang the rope up so it doesn't get stepped on and tripped over, et cetera, et cetera. Wouldn't you think I, a I, bunch I just, of car guys would have known that? Yeah. Well, especially the person that yeah. discovered it was his crew yeah. chief. Well, well, I mean, when you've spent your entire life in a garage, you don't even notice that. No. No. Well, anyway, I'm glad it's. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't uh, intended for. Uh, yeah, no kidding. For Bubba Wallace. So. But is that just? Is that an example of just how on edge this country is right now? That that story just exploded the way it did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I've noticed that a lot of people are doubling down instead of accepting it for right. what it is. Yeah. Is that? Are those people NASCAR affiliated? Kenny, or the or is it the outraged mob that's that's doubling yeah, no, down? Yeah, no, it's it's the outraged mob. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it fits their agenda, and they hate to be disappointed to learn that it's a false alarm. I think it just takes away from Bubba's original message too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Kenny, uh, you had asked off the air why uh, Kurt Schilling w- was trending, and I found out that's the reason why. Why he had a comment about the Bubba Wallace situation and. Kurt Schilling's probably the last person that should be commenting on the Bubba Wallace situation. Was he kind of was he kind of sticking it to Bubba? Well, he he didn't really stick it to Bubba, but he was more poking at the the outrage more mm-hmm. than more than anything else. Right. But but Kurt Kurt needs to stay off social media. Well, he's he he um he canceled his account or whatever. Yeah, suspended suspended it. Yeah. Why don't we uh, take a little. Uh, time for uh, the old mayor to get a glass of water and we'll be back shortly is that a cylinder index or his golf score either way it's a big number here's joe suchere He's one of us, gang. He's a longtime GLer. His name is Chris Miller. He owns Aim High Construction, based here in the Twin Cities. And uh, to quote Dark, he can get you a roof or just about anything else you need around your house or your office. Uh, along with his crews, Chris at Aim High, he'll tackle just about any job that needs doing, including full-on remodels or even a restoration, bring it back to the way it was, or Hell, brand new, uh, brand new construction. Let's let's dig a basement in and build a house. Aim high. They're going to help with everything along the way. Design consultation. Uh, if you're thinking about a new kitchen or maybe a bath, finally uh, getting something done with that gross basement. Uh, Chris and Keith, at uh, he's the project manager. They can help you out. Now, truth be told, full disclosure, I had the two of them out to my place last week to give three estimates on jobs I need done before we flee here. Uh, just today, I received two of the three estimates, and I'm really excited because uh, one of them is a new kitchen. We're finally going to upgrade that kitchen before we sell. Uh, if you need anything done, Aim High Construction, they can do it for you. They're a full-service construction company obsessed 
with quality craftsmanship and honest service. If you need help or you're thinking about a project, you can find them on the web. It's a long address, but it's all one word, Joe. www.aimhighconstructionmn.com aimhighconstructionmn.com Thanks, GLers. Our friend, uh, Carrie Moran, Carrie Clapp Moran. Yes. Yeah. Notes that I uh, had an appointment in downtown Minneapolis this morning, and I have a couple of thoughts. Downtown was empty. Downtown was closed. Downtown was insignificant. I don't mean the people because I saw a few people, but the actual metropolis felt meaningless. The buildings, sidewalks, the structures, the skyways, all of it insignificant. What good is a city without commerce? What good is Minneapolis as a whole without production? Of course, we all know the answer to this, but still, why isn't anybody doing anything, doing anything about the complete lack of commerce downtown? Shouldn't that be a mayor's number one priority? Again, I know all of this isn't groundbreaking for us GLers, but this was the first time I had been in the heart of downtown for a couple of months, and it was lifeless. Why is it so wrong for a city to focus on commerce? Isn't that the whole point of a city? Thanks for reading, and good luck, Carrie. Well, I've been. I, I haven't. I can't tell you the last time I was in downtown Minneapolis. I have no urge to be in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, well, I I would frequent downtown Minneapolis m- much, you know, long ago, a lot more than I do now. But but she's right. Mm-hmm. She she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And it, I think wasn't part of it part of the explanation because uh, business and commerce almost viewed as as evil in the salon. In some ways? Oh, in some ways in the salon. Uh, I was asking the CP this morning, is there even a, uh, can you buy a shirt or a suit in downtown Minneapolis? Is there a department store? Uh, well, or have they gone the way of St. Paul where we only have Jaime's? I'm trying to think. I, th- there was the I mean, Dayton's is gone. Macy's, there's no Macy's, is there? Isn't there's going to be something in the Skyway or City Yeah, isn't Neiman Marcus still down there? I don't know. Marcus, Minneapolis, downtown. I'll find you an answer here. I know a local jeweler who's no longer downtown. You need a shirt? I'll get you a shirt. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this, Neiman this, Marcus this. is still open downtown. Okay, all right. Uh, this is on page one of today's uh, local section in the Star Tribune. And it's confirming something I've long held. that I don't know if it's being done consciously. Or it's just the result, it's the inevitable result of too many cooks spoiling the broth. But something is happening to our election process, uh, which I've always considered just one of the quaint charms of American tradition, going to the polling place on voting day. And it's become so complicated, and, and, and so many dynamics have been added to it, all of which can only result in questioning the results. Now get this. Minnesota Secretary of State Steve Simon's office said Tuesday that the state will waive the witness requirement for absentee ballots in the August primaries despite a federal judge's misgivings about a consent decree easing the rules for mail-in voting. That's just one paragraph. Apparently, if you're going to vote by mail, you have to have it witnessed by... Who's the witness? Simon's office said he will follow a state court decision from a week ago that approved an agreement removing the witness requirement, a move that was sought in a lawsuit filed by the Minnesota Alliance for Retired Americans 
educational fund. <laughs> Early voting in the August primary begins Friday, but in a separate case brought by the League of Women Voters in Minnesota, a federal judge said Tuesday that a similar agreement went well beyond the concerns raised by a voter who said her health could be jeopardized by having to meet the witness uh, I'm turning to the jump here. The witness requirement to vote during the coronavirus pandemic. U.S. District Judge Eric Tostrud called for a more narrowed, tailored agreement to remedy specific harm cited by the league's lawsuit. Despite Tostrud's opinion, Simon, a leading DFL proponent of mail-in voting, said his office will continue to waive the witness requirement in accordance with the decision signed last week by Ramsey County District Judge Sarah Gruing. Is anybody following this? No, I, I, I'm. In a you tune me out. Yeah, no, you just you kind of lost well, me. Well, well, it's isn't this isn't this something? This is resting what I've been talking about. By design. Today's U.S. District Court ruling does not affect last week's state court ruling that the consent decree is fair, adequate, reasonable, and in the public interest. We are bound by the ruling of the state district court and will comply with the order. Risikat Adesogan, the spokeswoman for Simon's office, said. Minnesota Republican Party and several GOP lawmakers have opposed the change. Uh, the agreements stem from lawsuits filed by two citizen groups contesting the requirement that people voting by mail need other registered voters to sign as witnesses. Come on. You see what I'm talking about here? Something's going on. There is some, I'm prepared to say uh, in this case, I'm prepared because I don't know about other cases. I'm prepared to say in this case, there's a plan Something's running this. There's a force running this. There's a there's some sort of uh, secretary of state act, secretaries of state acting in concert to bring about these changes for purposes of bollocksing the thing up. To serve what party though? Because wouldn't that be? Uh, it wouldn't be serving the Republican Party. Simon's office already started. I don't even want to finish the story because I read it twice this morning and I didn't. I didn't understand it. Uh, the CP uh, got her ballot to vote by mail. Does that mean she's? I'll, I'll look at it. Maybe there's language on there that says uh, you need to have people witness you uh, filling this out. Well. How would that be determined? So um, <laughs> if, if you were to fill out that same ballot and he said, hey, will you, will you come be my witness, uh, what would her response be? <laughs> well, she would say, you're not filling it out, I am. Right? Yeah. Well, so are we talking a, uh, what's it called, uh, with the stamp? Uh, Notary Republic? Notary Republic? Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't say that in the story. Do I just wander over to my neighbors and say, hey, Ralph, watch me. I'm going to sign this thing. And then I'm okay? And then this is all Ralph being done on trust? I guess Ralph has to sign it. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at her ballot and I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that, that people are throwing nuts and bolts into the machinery. And I, I don't know for what ultimate end. But it's... It's mail in this and remote voting that and maybe a computer and uh, you know you know what would cure a lot of our ills in this country? The only votes that count are cast by people who get to the polling place, with the exception of the military. There, I just solved it. Hmm. And then I'd get the argument about well, what about senior yeah. citizens? Okay, 
Right. I, I can't, so I can't win that. But that's what, to no. me, in, in garage logic, that's the rule. The only votes that count are the people who get to the polling place. Can we take a 15-second timeout? I just forwarded both of you guys an email. We, we mentioned Bubba Wallace. I'm not touching that one. Okay. I didn't know if I should no. mention Okay. And neither will Joe. But neither Joe will Joe. Either. Joe, just regard yeah. the email I just forwarded you then. Uh, uh, I we, think, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead, voting. Well, all but I'm getting. It, it, uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Don't don't dismiss me. What, is this the email about the park and rec board announcing the reopenings of parkways? No, that's, nope. that's a good one. I want you to consider that later, but I'd rather you finish your thought first because you're on a roll here. My thought about the uh, voting? The, yeah. yeah. About that, you th- you're you're convinced that there's a greater. I, I'm convinced that there's a shadow movement attempting to uh, attempting to discredit the votes unless the votes go a certain way. And one of the mm-hmm. ways it's being one of the ways it's being brought about is creating a continual list of new rules. And applied to voting, voting is becoming way too complicated, way too complicated, needlessly so. And I'm going to stick to my guns. You only get your vote only counts if you get to the polls or you're in the military. And I'll limit that to Garage Logic because the people in Garage Logic would would get Grandma to the polls if she wanted to get there. Because who doesn't like to vote at the NAC Hardware and Lounge? But the thing here, the, the the point you always make that you're not bringing up now, and it's the only thing that keeps me on your side, is that this, all of these new rules open it up for fraud much easier now. Well, exactly. I agree. Yeah, exactly. I, agree. I guess I just haven't been using that word. And, and that's why I agree with you, uh, because otherwise I'd say, yeah, let's do it. It's a pain in the ass to vote, but it's just going to bring on the fraud like like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy. But isn't the easiest solution to, because to, to, I think a lot of it is, People don't know either where their polling place is or how can I get there in between work or whatnot. That's such BS. I, That's and I BS. agree. I agree. Just make the day a bleeping national holiday. That way nobody has any excuses. Right? Hell, I'm, I'm Attila the Hun. I say only property owners get to vote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, that, that'll never happen, but boy, it sure is a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. And you covered that yesterday. And yeah. But of course you, not. But and you, I'm not, hey, euphorians who love to listen but can't admit it to your friends. I'm being only partially facetious. Right. Yeah. Well, but, but part, the, the part is that you want people to have, that have skin in the game. You know, if, oh, uh, oh, no, emergency email. Emergency email. From who? From uh, Jay Ruprecht. Ruprecht. Hail the flashlight king. Joe, please observe a moment of silence for my garage wood. My father-in-law recently moved in with us. While trying to be of help and tidying up the garage, he threw my garage wood into the fire pit and burned it. I've had that wood for years. One piece was even inherited from my grandfather. Sad day in the garage, Jay. All right, right now, five seconds of silence. Garage Logic Wood up in smoke. No. I have another disturbing commentary about Garage Logic oh, Wood. Wait a minute, wait a minute, so. wait a minute. We have to break this down. So that, this poor, oh. you know what? He's kind enough to let his father-in-law move in, mm-hmm. which God bless you, son. Mm-hmm. 
Then the father-in-law decides he's going to tidy up yep. his garage, yep. which that's he, breaking the rules right there. Did he move into the garage, perhaps? Oh, because I, I there's sound like no it. other reason. Yeah. Well, it's a shame. I, I feel for him. And then uh, on top Turn of him it, out. He, Put yeah. him on the street. Get him out of there. The Push him to the end of the driveway. Oh. Yep. Let him sit down there. Well, listen to this one. Mr. Mayor, our country is crumbling before our very eyes. And if you need another sign... Here it is. After 35 years in our house, my wife has taken to organizing the garage. No, you cannot allow that. She has added some nice floor mats in front of the door to our laundry room, which I don't object to in the least. However, today she looked at my collection of garage wood and told me to organize it. She said, how do you know what's in there? How do you explain garage wood to your wife? I know what's in there. It's garage wood, for cripe's sake. You don't need to know speci- uh, uh, species or dimensions, oh. just that it's there if I ever need it when the stores are closed. Clearly a sign of the apocalypse, if there ever was one. Don in Eden Prairie. Oh, these are two disturbing notes. You know what we need, Joe? We need the help of CI girls everywhere. Yeah. Um, because I, I can, we can preach and yell at all these guys to tell them to keep their wife out of the garage, but that's that's a just going to be an argument, and it's going to fall on deaf ears, and it's going to strengthen their resolve. We need CI girls to start talking to their girlfriends and their buddies and their neighbors, and just uh, kind of just slip it into conversation that. No, we just don't. There's certain places he just, it's its his, you know, let him have, you know, blah, blah, blah. Man cave, well, whatever you have to do to convince your girlfriends that this is a no-go zone. Well, you can't the, the, do that. The, this Don in Eden Prairie, I think he was, I think he suffered a little bit there from the fe- female fun limitation factor. Yeah. Well, 100%. Yeah, she was FLFing him. So you guys remember when we were first really in the heart of the pandemic, the lockdown, we're by our family 24 hours a day. Recall that very first nice Saturday, either late March-ish, early April. I know what happened. And I was outside, and she started to help me pick up the garage. I looked at her her and I said, what are you you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? She goes, well, I just thought it was so nice that I thought I'd come help you. go, honey, I have one space in this Mm -hmm. entire house. Yep. And it ain't inside. No. Nope. I, I, just, I need this. Just please. You're just please. lucky you get to park in my garage. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. She, and you know what she did? She said, you're right. I'm sorry. And she walked oh, away. Well, that's honorable. Exactly. That's awesome, exactly. Because she cool. knew. That's great. She, she knew. You both win. Yes. Tell her to stay in your backyard, which has been kept free of mosquitoes and ticks by our friends at Mos- Mosquito Shield. Joe, we had dinner outside yeah. last night. We have not done that in the six years we've lived in that house. Mosquito Shield is owned and operated by GLers. Uh, they have been GLers for a long time. Ray and Mike, they own two franchises here in the Twin Cities. They have a proprietary blend that gets rid of mosquitoes and ticks, makes your yard comfortable and livable all summer long. You can't buy this stuff at Fratelloni's. You can't buy it at the local uh, big box store because it's uh, it's owned uh, specifically by Mosquito Shield. They're going to take great care of you in your yard. They typically come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they'll do that until the frost sets in and the mosquitoes and ticks are no longer around. They stand by your, their work. If you need them to come back out in between applications, they do at no charge. They want you to choose when it's time to go outside and enjoy your yard, not the mosquitoes and ticks. You can find them at moshield.com. 
MoShield.com. One word, M-O-S-H-I-E-L-D, MoShield.com. Or give Ray or Mike a call at 612-619-1556. They can make this happen for you. They're experts, they're GLers, and they'll take great care of you in your yard. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. All right, so Joe, I promise I have a very, very quick town ball story. So I tweeted out about our game the other night, and I got a reply from Kevin. He says, hey, Reavers, I was at that game watching you guys in my chill, boys, ready to talk flags with you and the crew. And uh, thank you so much for introducing me. This These underwear are incredible. Thank you, Kevin, for becoming part of the chill, boys, family. They are the most comfortable underwear you will ever own. Hands down. The entire Garage Logic crew is now wearing their Chill Boys on a daily basis. But maybe you want a cool new t-shirt or a neat pair of sunglasses. Go check them out. Their website, chillboys.com. You place your order and orders over $40 are shipped for free. They're a local Minnesota company and they are so happy for all of you GLers for finding them and their fantastic products. Chillboys.com, please let them know that you heard about it on the Garage Logic podcast. This just in Minneapolis Park and Rec Board announces gradual reopenings of parkways beginning June 26th. Hey, that's, that's this Friday. The openings begin Friday with Main Street Southeast from Hennepin. Avenue to 3rd Avenue Southeast, open by 10 a.m. This opening is due to the reopening of businesses along Main Street. On Friday, June 19, Main Street between 3rd and 6th, owned by the City of Minneapolis, was transitioned from an exclusive pedestrian and bike facility to a shared slow street prioritizing people walking, biking, and rolling while also open to slow-moving vehicles. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Bidet Makaska Parkway, Cedar Lake Parkway, Lake Harriet Parkway, and West River Parkway will remain closed to traffic. I predicted that they'll never; it'll never be open to traffic again. Given current funding available, the park board is prioritizing extending closures to the most heavily used parkway spaces, where added space for social distancing is most needed said MPRB Board President John O'Cowgill. Providing parkway space for people has been incredibly successful, and I look forward to providing more opportunities for opening up these spaces if funding becomes available in the future. This guy runs the city. Yeah, he does. This guy runs the city, whoever this fruitcake is. With an iron fist. What? Uh, And then we get the, uh, what does he say here? Uh, oh, he issues the health rules. Right. Don't use the parks if you feel sick and cover your right. cough. And right. Wash your hands. By the 29th, they're opening uh, East River Parkway, Lake of the Isles, Nokomis. Um, but East River Parkway, that's on your side of the world, and West River Parkway on my side of the world are part of the Grand Rounds. Oh, well, actually, all of these are, uh, which are designed for driving on the parkway and enjoying 
many, many parks all in one sit down. It, it, and it's wonderful. And there's nothing better than driving the St. Paul side, crossing over at Franklin, driving back on the Minneapolis side, or vice versa. Well, you or can't. taking West River Parkway into downtown Minneapolis. No, no, you can't. You can't. And you're right. I fear that they'll never be opened again. No. Uh, Who gave him this power? It's amazing. It's an elected position. Why do we allow it? Well, the park board's an elected position. So you run for park board and you begin to carve out a growing niche for yourself. Up to and including allowing people to live now in the parks. Wait a minute. What? I just had a thought. Was it a deep thought? Well, I don't know. You you be the judge. Mm-hmm. So for, for a few weeks now, basically ever since the riots took place, the likes of us have been have been talking about, well, this is just going to result in a lot of people packing up and moving. We've already seen examples of that. We've already seen the listings of that. Kenny, we've talked about this. Is this being done by design? Is this being done by design to get the likes of you, me, Kenny, Rook, Johnny, the kind that would never vote for people like Jacob Fry, for Lisa, the Lisa Benders of the world. Is this being done by design? No. No. Uh, to drive away the, the common sense folk? To, to, to completely overtake that city with euphorians? No, because there's, there's not enough euphorians with enough money to buy every single home in Minneapolis or St. Paul if well, it was sold. But they don't need to buy every single home. They just need to buy more than the, the rational thinking people. No, I don't think, I think this is not done for that purpose. That purpose could be a subset of what's happening. It could be a, it could be a reaction to what's happening, but they're not designing these rules specifically to drive people out of the city. They're designing these rules because they're woke. They're designing these rules because they live in the salon. They're designing these rules because they have demonized successfully the internal combustion engine. That's why they're But the more these rules continue to overtake us, the only people that are going to want to reside in that city or choose to move to that city are the ones that want to live by those rules. You know, I went to I went to Road America last year in May uh, to the uh, vintage races at in Elkhart, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and downtown Elkhart is a quaint little village. And on each corner is a commemorative plaque uh, in, you know, in metal, bronze or whatever, uh, saying, well, this was corner three of the, of the 1908 race and whatever. And a very famous uh, race, which uh, apparently played into Elkhart Lake becoming home to Road America because an original road race was held in the town. And I had a, a thought that I quickly cool. dismissed because I'm not that naive. I had a thought when I was there. I would love to organize a vintage uh, British race, for example, using both the river roads. Uh, oh, you'd be run out of town. Well, I, I, I didn't bother to even pursue it. I mean, it right. wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. And, yeah, I don't, you know, you'd have to take safety into consideration and what have you. But, but the vision is pretty cool. Wouldn't it be neat? Yeah. Or, or somehow if you... Pedestrians, that's all they do. Right. Somehow if you could have it, you know, include the parkway in some capacity. And, and uh, right. it's never going to happen. Not with well, this. for a while we did have that road race. It came back a few years in yeah. downtown Minneapolis. It was really cool. But that'll never happen again. Uh, Jim, listening from Southern California, writes, I would like to offer an amateur link regarding the Roosevelt statue you talked about on Monday. 
The idea of taking the statue down is, in my opinion, an example of what those who are protesting for BLM want us to learn. Positioning the African and the Native American below the president up on his horse is showing them as less than. It may or may not have been done intentionally, but the point is, the way we think is so ingrained that sometimes we are not even aware. I do believe we have evolved a great deal for the good. For example, I doubt you would allow a promo for GL to show you above the dummies on a motorcycle. The hell I wouldn't. Right. Yes, I, would. I was like, what show is he listening to? <laughs> now, I can, now I can sense you may want to consider the point. My, this point of view was power washing. I don't believe this is the case. All of us need to step back and allow different paradigms to be considered. This movement is so big that it can't be considered a one-off or a fad. While some awful things are happening and opportunistic points of view on all sides are clouding things, we need to try and see through the clutter and understand that we are uh, treating parts of our population as less than either by action, inaction, or not understanding how some things that we considered normal may actually be harmful. While I have always considered myself as enlightened, the events we are seeing and the discussions we are having are showing that I have more to learn, understand, and change. A listener from the beginning and now listening from Southern California, Jim. That's a reasonable thought. That's a reasonable thought, but I take issue, uh, Jim. I I understand. Uh, In both the the Lincoln Emancipation statue, the Lincoln statue in uh, Boston, and in the Teddy Roosevelt statue, yes, the white man is above the black man. Uh, maybe great national discussions need to be held about that. But, in Jim, how can you listen to the show and not realize that we're under attack here and it has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter? Do you think what happened in Madison, Wisconsin, last night has to do with Black Lives Matter? And to the best of my knowledge, Black Lives Matter did not weigh in on the New York uh, the, the Museum of Natural History, that was Ellen Futter, the head of the museum, asking de Blasio for permission to take it down because she's merely trying to get ahead of the game and, and signaling her virtue. It has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. Uh, but, but if you want me to agree, Jim, that a lot of what we have ingrained in us is has proven to be harmful, uh, I... I I would agree with you. I, I don't disagree with that thought. I don't disagree with that thought. You know, the twins were right by doing what they did. Yeah. Because the, the they would have destroyed the entire plaza, not just the Calvin Griffith statue. No, they would have gone after. If you're going to take down forward the, the beautiful woman with her arm upraised, clutching the flag to her bosom, if you're going to smash that to the street face down, you're going to smash Kirby Puckett. Mm-hmm. You're going to smash Rod Carew. It won't make any difference to these people. This has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. These are criminals. And I'll repeat what I said earlier in the show. Walls had better be preparing to take action to protect the state capitol and its grounds. Uh, yesterday I visited the Nathan Hale statue. Uh, which I had been erroneously... Yeah, why don't you walk us through that history a little bit? Here. Well, I have, I've, been, I've been erroneously referring to it as the Nathaniel Hale statue on horseback. Yeah. I got a couple of things wrong. Okay. It's Nathan Hale. There we go. And there's no horse. Right. <laughs> but your tweet was perfect. Other than that, I nailed it. He was 21 years old, and the statue depicts him with his uh, hands and cuffs behind his back. 
because he was ready to die for his country. And his famous line was, I regret I have but one life. And it's a beautiful piece of work. So what I also need to do, I notice it's just pouring down rain as we speak right now in St. Paul. Really? Pouring down rain. Uh, and if it wasn't raining, what I was going to do is hop on my scooter and go to the Capitol grounds. Wait, right now? Yeah, it's raining to beat hell right now. Oh, it's sunny over here. I'm not that far from you. Yeah, well, it's raining right here. Crazy. So uh, I was going to, I, I want to go to the Capitol grounds and just uh, walk around and see what's at stake. In my mind's eye, I, I'm not, I can't picture anything. So I need to go there and look and see what's at stake. Uh, it's pretty well protected. It's just a matter of them deciding to protect it. Isn't the fact that John has a little Trump derangement syndrome a good part of the show? When the music man can't admit Trump calling out rioters and people destroying statues is a good thing, we know he's got a smidgen of TDS. But that's not a bad thing. (laughs) If everyone on the show thought the same, how would it be any different than the state of Minnesota being run by like-minded people? As you've mentioned, no diversity of thought. You bet. Whoa, I had a Roycey Lake. You okay there, buddy? You mentioned, why did Trump get elected? Here's my two cents. I would argue that it's 100% because of the left. They are far from the Union DFL folks my grandfather used to try and sell me. Look at the difference in their platforms, 1996 to now. They discuss ending big government and welcoming legal immigrants to America. We support legal immigration. Fast forward to 2020. That same party is pushing for easy, illegal to legal citizenship, free college, free health care. Destroying private businesses with more regulations based off of environmental regulations. People were voting for the same principles in Trump that got past Republicans elected. Fiscally conservative, protection, military, police, and a wall to stop aliens, pride in the USA, sticking up to bad deals like China, not scared of North Korea. Stop right there. He is the opposite of fiscally conservative. We're $22 trillion in debt. He's the opposite of a fiscal conservative. Uh... Uh, he's getting, uh, okay. I will say, unless you put someone in there like Dan Crenshaw or someone with that kind of integrity, I have no interest in voting for more career politicians. We've watched career politicians cave to the man-made climate change, socialism, and lately waste three years playing a game they knew they couldn't win. We can bash Trump all day, but I've never seen a politician stand up to this new progressive left, as he does almost daily. This new Democrat Party is a virus, and it's eating away at our country. For the record, I like all of the guys on the show. I'd never allow myself to sink so low to stop listening because one of them and I disagree on a president. Good luck and always listening. Brandt. Oh, He's got nice email, Brent. Nice thoughts. Uh, you know, Lawrence, as you as you yeah. were reading that, Joe, uh, yeah. just just talking about the president, and we've been wondering aloud on the show, you know, what is going to happen with everything that surfaced these last couple of weeks with what's going to happen on election day? And I'm watching a video right now in 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 the madness that's going on in Washington D.C. over the last couple of days of BLM protesters burning the American flag on Black Lives Matter Plaza, about a mile from the White House. Mm -hmm. And if these people think that all of these viral videos that are going out there are going to help their cause, they're out of their minds. Mm -hmm. I hope Wells has a plan. I mean, if anything... Damn well better. If he lets us down again, he has got to go. If anything, aren't a lot of these... What's happening with this movement with with Black Lives Matter... If anything, with all of the incidents of people getting beat up and... 
If anything, what you're doing now is you're taking the fringe Trump voter that might have gone another way, and you're pushing him, him or her right back towards uh, reelecting the president. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, this rain's probably putting a little damper on a swimming party in the event you had one underway because you can't swim when it's raining because you'd get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the dad joke. <laughs> Funny there, Dan. <laughs> you don't know how many times I've used that. Well, uh, I bet. I if bet. you <laughs> I can imagine, actually. Saving, saving his A material for the show. Right. <laughs> well, uh, if you are having a swimming party, I hope it's at a lake home that uh, has used the products of Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain great lake shores for years with a complete line of lake and pond control products. They take care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and those products are completely safe for you, your fish, and that record bass you're going to catch. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call them today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Aquaside pellets are the top seller. They work quickly. They're classic. They're just classic as an old Chris Crab. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. There is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond or the old swimming hole this summer. We'll be back in a moment. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. DKMags.com on Old 8 up in New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun. They offer everything we need right now in a world where if you want to go five blocks over to one of the convenience stores that hasn't burned down, you got to strap up and put one in the chamber just to protect yourself just when you're buying a pack of lung darts. That's the world we live in, and that's why it's incredible. I got shorts, a T-shirt on, and and I'm strapped. The hell? And you're in your own house. (laughs) I actually am right now, too, Joe. I can't even hang in my garage. Uh, You GLers know what it's all about. You're already lined up up there. DK Mag's very busy, uh, and we really love them here because they offer us everything we need. If you've got questions... Uh, sound facts, good advice, competitive prices, no matter what you're thinking about, if it's personal or home protection, or if you're just a hunter or sporting clays, whatever, the G, the uh, GLers up at DKMags.com and Monticello Pond and Gun, they're going to help us out and send us out the door happy. If you're in law enforcement, keep this in mind, or military, a veteran, another 5% discount. DKMags.com, they're in New Brighton, Old 8, or Monticello Pond and Gun up in Cello, couple of wonderful shops for GLers, run by GLers. Good luck to all of us. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. Damn good thing it wasn't the chief of flashlights. I've written emails before, but I don't know if you've ever gotten to read them. Not sure if they didn't include enough lexicon references or if the printer was out of paper or ink. Before I attempt to link, let Patrick know I'm sick and tired of him not giving enough coverage to the Mankato State University Mavericks. Yeah, Patrick! For having stellar football and hockey teams. Okay, on to the linking. I'm going to attempt to make a link between the breakdown of society, too many attorneys, and no GLers wanting to be elected officials. So this guy's going to attempt a triple. All right. Okay. All right. 
No GLer wants to be an elected official because it takes too much time. GLers have jobs and other stuff they like to do. At one time, being an elected official was a part-time, seasonal, session-only job. Now it's a full-blown career. GLers like their jobs and careers and don't wish to change to a full-time politician. Somewhere in the mid to late 70s, lawyers all of a sudden were allowed to advertise their services. I think there was, ironically, a lawsuit that called into question lawyers being allowed to advertise beyond just handing out their business cards. After being allowed to advertise, the law schools began churning out attorneys at a record pace, and it hasn't stopped. If I'm not mistaken, in the House and Senate, attorney is the profession of more members than any other. I guess you could say they needed jobs, too. Not only are attorneys our elected officials, but they're the bureaucrats behind the scene running the show and the media types reporting about the show. And what is happening in today's world, everyone wants to be a victim of some shape and form, and we've got plenty of attorneys around to represent them. No matter if it's an elected official pandering to someone that claims to be offended, a special interest group that needs representing by a gaggle of attorneys, a think tank of lawyers that will conflate statistics to bolster their mission statement, or some media type that is promoting their new book. Hold tight, because until the marble halls are more populated with GLers than attorneys, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Joe Schmidt, amateur linkologist. Well, he's not wrong about the the whole part-time and full-time career bit. Or the attorneys. uh, Yeah, he's dead on with that part. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. Shelly and Paige right? Something you said on the show earlier this month regarding the lilac bloom schedule in the Twin Cities has been bothering me to the point that I now can't sleep. So I have to get it off my chest. A listener said lilacs bloom based on the length of the day, and that's why yours always bloom around June 1st. You accepted that explanation without thinking. Then explain to me why the length of day in Des Moines on June 1st is 15 hours, one minute, while while in the Twin Cities it is 15 hours and 23 minutes. Yet lilacs started blooming in Des Moines in early May. The likely reason yours blooms so late is the variety of lilac in addition to favorable weather. Length of day has nothing to do with it. In fact, you could extend your blooms by adding early season and middle season lilacs. Keep pushing back. Mo, as in mosquito shield. (laughs) All right, so explain that one, Joe. Huh? (laughs) No, I remember the email. We got an email saying your lilacs are blooming based on length of day, and what Mo wants to point out is B as in B, S as in S. Uh, They they bloom when they do because of the particular species they are. I believe they're Korean. Huh. I hope it's from South Korea. I hope they're from South Korea. Okay. I don't want the, the bad Korean lilacs. No, you don't the, want that. The earlier, the earlier email who made that 12-hour statement, he's right about a lot of plants, isn't he? I mean, a lot of plants, it's the length of day that causes them to bloom. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, huh? Duluth Mayor Emily Larson, Tim writes, Duluth Mayor Emily Larson is a white woman of privilege, should call the following leaders, all of whom are Native Americans, and explain to them why their job titles are racist. Police Chief Jeremy Cassette, White Earth Tribe. Police Chief Sarah Rice, Black Band of Ojibwe. Police Chief Kyle Kadat, Red Lake Band of Chippewa. Police Chief Herb Finday, Fond du Lac Reservation. Police Chief Kenneth Washington, Leech Lake Tribe. I could go on, but I don't think I need to. As far as I can tell, every Native American tribe has a position known as police chief. However, they no longer refer to the ultimate leader of their tribe by the one-word title, chief. Decades ago, long before the precious mayor of Duluth was born, they adopted the language of other professional organizations and now refer to tribal leaders as chairman or president. 
They did not get rid of titles like police chief or fire chief because those titles are not demeaning and have never been used in a derogatory or racist fashion. Tribes are self-governing, and they could have eliminated those titles any time over the decades. But unlike Emily Larson, they have more important issues to deal with. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, Lauren, Lauren wants us to know, uh, are you guys aware of the Hodge twins on YouTube? H-O-D-G-E, the Hodge twins. I don't think so. They're young African-American guys, uh, and they, uh, they're they GLers. They're pushing back. Okay. I uh, caught a snippet or two. I can't uh, vouch for all of it, or I don't know how great it is, but uh, it's uh, uh, she, uh, Lauren is offering this. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, Lauren is offering this as a, as a heads-up. Uh, Hodge twins on YouTube. Apparently, they... Uh, they are speaking with some degree of common sense, and I'm finding that to be absolutely wonderful. Uh, just a minute. Tomorrow's Positive Thursday, isn't it? Brought to you by Schoonover Body Works and Glass. Man alive, I'll really try. Uh, that seven-year-old kid in Woodbury wants me to give it a shot. i got to find out. So hey, do the Walls. two guys that work with you. <laughs> Walls, you got a plan, Walls? I think Kenny's right. You probably can't announce it. But, boy, you better have a plan, Walls. You better have a plan to protect the, the grounds and the statuary and the monuments around the state capitol. And don't, don't get all, don't get what little hair you have left all fired up because uh, you might be some Civil War pictures in there. Preserve them. We were on the right side, Walls, get it? Yeah. We kicked ass in Gettysburg. Well, or we yeah. got our ass kicked in Gettysburg, but yeah. we made a difference. Yeah. We made a difference. Schmel's Countryside, where I shop. I was thinking the other day, and my buddy just got his new Passat, which he refers to as his luxurious German sedan. Nice. Which it is. Uh, it's fantastic. I drove it the other day. Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat's on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. And right now, uh, 0% interest for 72 months and a 120-day payment deferral for all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the Atlas Cross Sport. Zero percent interest for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. But here's what you do. They've, uh, they've uh, streamlined the sales process to keep the crowds down. So you call and you get your own personal sales appointment. But first, go to the websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com, Pick out what you want to test drive. Do your due diligence on the stats. Can it fit grandma in the back? The whole deal. The website will have all that information. Then you call Schmelz. Make your sales appointment. That vehicle will be waiting for your arrival. 651-243-4316. Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. Gentlemen. Uh, I got an email the other, or it was was yesterday, from a guy. You know, you guys remember my really bogus... uh, a plan of duct taping the country in half. Yeah. And he said, uh, how many rolls would you be buying from Fratelloni's yeah. <laughs> if you had to go from, you know, like, let's say from Canada down to Mexico? I don't know. We should, I bet that we could find that out, don't you? Oh, that reminds me. I'm not going to do the math. Okay. <laughs> I need some matte black. What? Paint? I've got, I, I've, yeah, I've got a rattle can, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to run up to Lake Street and get that. What's black matte? Help me. What it's a paint. Oh, Okay. Instead of being shiny, it's a it's a dulled finish. Ah, the old yeah. dull finish. Now is matte on, different than flat? 
Uh, yeah. On July 2nd, 1863, the second day of fighting at Gettysburg, the first Minnesota helped General Hancock hold the Union line against advancing Confederate soldiers, outnumbered three or four to one. Uh, Minnesota fought the Confederates at close range over 300 yards of open ground right near Cemetery Ridge. Not that any war wouldn't be, because they all are, of course, but... The injuries suffered in the Civil War had to be oh, really oh, difficult. Those oh. musket balls tearing through you, and the medical care, of course, wasn't what it is today. Uh, I've been to Gettysburg three times, Joe, and it mm-hmm. is, whoo-wee, it's an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. Wow, the deaths. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You better have a plan, Walls. You sure as hell better have a plan because the state's not going to react. The state's already getting a little uptight with you and not going to react well if we get television coverage of statues at the state capitol coming down. You've got to have a plan. Will it be the same reaction that we saw the weekend after George Floyd where there isn't really a plan and they'll just react as opposed to trying to take care that's, of it to that's begin with? What I'm, that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. There oh. better be a plan, not a reaction, proaction. Be proactive, which is foghornable, but is the correct term in this case. Oh, I can hear it now. They're just monuments. It's just brick and mortar. Uh, it doesn't represent. Yeah, I can hear it now. Uh, we're letting too much loveliness get destroyed. Uh, this this uh, forward statue of the gal in Madison is just was a lovely, lovely piece of work. I hope they restore it, put it back up. And if you didn't mention it, uh, I will right now. Uh, the president has issued the National Guard to protect property in Washington, D.C. That was sent out a couple of minutes ago. Including the Lincoln Emancipation Statue. Good. I'm glad he is. Thank you, Mr. Get to the president. Black Hills, too. Take care of that. Uh, they got the right governor in South Dakota. She says, not on my watch. Right. Let's hope she's there for a while. <laughs> Noam, is that her name, Noam? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, because that that would be the end, really. That would be the end. Well, again, at, at what point then? Uh, th- that that's not going to satisfy anybody. Okay, we took care of that. What's our next? Uh, what's our next target? That's all and, this is about. And, and what we have to remember: is this has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter or police behavior. Nothing. Nope. What happened in Madison, Wisconsin last night had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. They took down a statue of a Civil War colonel who dedicated his life to anti-slavery issues, and they took down a statue called Forward, which is a a casting of a woman with her right hand raised and clutching the American flag to her chest, and it was just all about moving forward with uh, grit and determination. So it's a sad day in Madison where they've always had a bit of a trouble because one of the world's great failed academies is right up the street. Yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, boys, I'm going to do my best for Positive Thursday. you got your work cut out for you, bro. I really do. Yeah. We better get started on it now. Hey, don't forget, uh, download the PodMN app if you have not done so yet. You can find past episodes of Garage Logic, and you can also find... Maybe some new podcasts, true crime, sports, news, whatever you'd like. Pod MN. There's also a really cool function of listener rewards. You get rewarded every time you listen. Pod MN. Listen local. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast.